welcome to Sister Speak Fringe, where we discuss season three of the Fox TV series Fringe from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode 22. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Well, we are back. Uh, kind of late. Kind uh late. It's before we get started, I'll say it is totally 100% my fault, Sister K. Mm-hmm. I have been um, busy, as y'all always know of me, <laughs> and actually been act- having a lot of activities in the evenings during the week. That's true. And so I haven't been able to catch up on TV watching and then doing the recap. So That's true. And then when I did have time, I tried to sleep or relax instead of doing recaps. So, Yeah. I'm back on track, so we're going to get down to catching up. Okay. And then Sister Jay and I are thinking about some ways that we can give back to our listeners who are staying with us, and we'll have more details for that later. Yeah, later on. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do the recap, the first part of the recap for episode five, which is titled Amber 31422. Okay. All right. We see Brandon finishing up an examination of Olivia in um, the Department of Defense on Liberty Island, and he's, <coughs> excuse me, he's asking her if she's had any headaches, insomnia, lingering effects, or anything from her injury. She tells him no, but she feels like she's being asked the same questions over and over again, and kind of laughs. Brandon kind of looks at her and does not get the joke, and is like, well, you know, you've had a traumatic experience, we just want to make sure everything's okay. And she's like, yeah, I, I get it. About this time, Walter Knight comes into the room and asks her about if she's received the dossier on the other Olivia Dunham. Mm-hmm. He says that he believes that she can cross between universes anytime she wants to and wants to experiment on Olivia to see if she can do the same. Um, we next see Olivia take, uh, getting dressed by herself and taking a pill. Um, as she's dressing, Peter appears and tells her that the pill won't help her. He says that he knows that she isn't sleeping and that he isn't a lingering symptom, and all this is happening because she is not there. The alternate universe is Olivia Dunham. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to Brooklyn, New York, and we see we, the camera pans up on the sidewalk in front of this bank, and we see this big shrine of flowers, about a thousand pictures, stuffed animals, and candles, and all kinds of stuff outside of this Franklin Street subway entrance. Uh, down on the subway, we see two men using a blowtorch laser to cut through this amber, um, which is totally solid. They, um, cut out this shape and then cut out part of the face, the amber covering the face of the man, and he looks exactly like one of the men who's there cutting him out. So, twins. Um, he, his brother gives him a shot. And hits his chest to make him breathe. And all of a sudden he kind of gasps for air and is reanimated. Uh, we hear some warnings going off saying that things are unstable. Warning, warning. And see that the amber is recrystallizing. And the second man gets caught. His foot gets caught first and then it kind of moves up his body. He's hollering and screaming at the man to help him. And the man's <laughs> like, look, this is my brother. And they run off and leave the man there. And he gets he gets wrapped all the way back up into the amber. Um, which is kind of cold. So we next see the friend team at the scene of the subway and realize that the suspects cut someone out of the amber and that someone else was frozen in place instead. 
Olivia arrives late because of traffic, and Lincoln says it's the third time that week. And she kind of brushes it off and says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Charlie notices something different in the amber, and they get this nifty-difty little iPad-looking gadget <laughs> out and watch a newscast or a History Channel segment about a different about different quarantines around the city, and they pause at a scene at the Franklin Street quarantine. Um, we find out that the station was sealed four years ago, and that Mark Wilmer is one of the thieves that got caught in the reseal. Um, they see a piece of amber on the floor and have an imprint of a man's face in it. So they take that back to the lab. It was pretty cool. Broyles meets Walter in a busy bar and Walter asks him about the amber case. He tells Broyles um, about when he first developed amber to keep the universe from de degrading from the breaches that they had. Walter tells Broyles that he's sickened by the number of people who are lost in the quarantines, and Broyles reassures him that he's saved countless lives by this, you know, invention discovery. Mm -hmm. Walter tells him that the people will not understand if they found out that the victims could be removed and resuscitated, um, but to do so would weaken the structure of the amber and may risk them at being pulled down into the uh, wormhole or whatever they call it. Broyles looks surprised by this, that the people are alive and um, assures Walter that he will recover the thieves before the world finds out. Walter also tells Broyles that Olivia has agreed to undergo testing and that the tests are stressful so to watch her closely for instability. And Broyles says, of course, I'll, I'll keep an eye on her. Mm -hmm. We next see Lincoln and Olivia and Charlie at the uh, freeze <coughs> division office and Lincoln is working on creating a mold in the amber face imprint that they found. And Olivia is teasing him about never making popsicles as a child. She's like, you never did that? And Lincoln's in there like she's crazy. <laughs> Charlie tells them that his mom made him buy her cigarettes when he was a kid. And both Lincoln and Olivia say, oh, you poor thing. And kind of laugh at him. Um, he gets the mold out and they use this device that they use at the subway station to just kind of scan the face. And it kind of gives them an identity of the person. They found out that his name was Joshua Rose. Broyles comes in and remembers the case from a few years ago and says that he was, um, that Joshua Rose was a bank robber. He tells them that French Division was involved because Joshua used a device that allowed him to enter the bank vaults without setting off any alarms. But at the same time, it caused molecular degradation, so they had to quarantine multiple areas, which turned out to be 14 total uh, areas that they had to quarantine. Tells them that the Franklin Street location was the guy's last job and that it's possible he was dug out to be revived. They all look shocked when he says this. And Broyles tells them that the people are in a suspended state of animation, but they are alive. He tells them that it's classified information and they need to recover Rose immediately. He tells them to start at his apartment, which was sealed after he was ambered. Uh, so we see the ambered man we think is Joshua, wake up in a makeshift hospital bed with monitors, medicine, and oxygen. It looks like he's in an old attic or garage or something. His brother tells him that he's going to be fine and then looks behind him and sees this woman standing there looking really mad. And he tells her that he just needs time to recover. She kind of walks away without saying anything so you can tell she's upset. We're back at Charlie, Olivia, and Lincoln um, at the apartment of this Joshua Rose. <clears throat> 
And Charlie tells him that his first partner was caught in an amber quarantine in Boston and that last week his, his daughter just turned six. So obviously that's been a while. And he tells him that he, if he ever gets Amber, just leave him in there. Don't take him out. Because he doesn't want to know what he needs to, you know, that he's been alive all that time. While they search the apartment, Olivia sees a picture of twin boys as little kids. And then Peter appears and asks her if she feels any familiarity because they're two people that look exactly alike. <laughs> she kind of looks around, doesn't say anything. When Lincoln comes into the room, and she asks him about his the suspect's family. Lincoln tells her that there was a twin brother named Matthew who's an accountant that Broyle said was really helpful during the investigation four years ago. Olivia wants to interview him again. Charlie um, finds a hidden doorway and they go into a room full of ion lasers and all these gas canisters and weird stuff, which explains how he got into the bank vaults. And so while Lincoln is kind of explaining how he thinks it happened... Olivia tells him to hush up and be quiet and listen. And then um, suddenly Lincoln tells them all to run. And as they run out of the house and get to the porch, the whole house explodes. Well, Olivia says run because she hears No, Lincoln says run. She tells him to hush and be quiet and listen. And Lincoln tells him to run. So back at French Division, um, they're all getting patched up for all the cuts and scrapes they got in the blast. And Charlie tells Broyles that Olivia saved their lives, that she's, she heard something and, and helped get him out. Uh, the nurse finds a really bad cut on Olivia's side, so she closes the curtain around her so she can take off her shirt. And Olivia immediately jumps down and gets into this medicine cabinet with all this medicine, snatches a bottle, takes a pill, and then hides it in her pocket. Um, so we see she's trying to medicate. Uh, we go to Nanuet, New York. And um, Olivia and Lincoln are going there to interview Joshua Rose's brother, Matthew. He's on the porch playing with his kids. And um, so they ask him about his brother and if he's been contacted by him. And he gets kind of angry and tells them, well, his, his brother, according to them, was Amber four years ago. And his brother ripped families apart by all the crimes he committed and all the Amber zones he made them uh, create. And he tells them that he would know better than to contact me, you know, because I have no love lost warning. They give him a business card and walk back to the car. And Olivia gets a page that they are ready to test her at the Department of Defense. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So they, they leave, her and Lincoln. Matthew goes into the garage where his brother is getting out of bed and tries to apologize to his brother. Matthew, we find out. Uh, that he got caught in the amber trying to stop him and that him, him, Joshua, the one who actually committed the crimes, was the one who got him out and has been trying for the last four years. The wife comes in and sees that Matthew's awake and they kiss and hug and he asks her how their sons are doing while Joshua looks on kind of sad. So we see Olivia in the lab with uh, Brandon and Walter about to go into the water chamber hooked up to all these electrodes. Walternet tells her that genetically her and the other Olivia are exact replicas and theoretically should be able to do the same things. He tells her they will help her along by giving her several psychotropic drugs. And um, so she gets into the tank and kind of makes a joke about it being a ride at Coney Island. And they said, well, now we, all we can do is wait. So um, 
They're waiting, and then the clock on the monitor says about four hours. And Walter Nett tells Brandon to increase the drug doses so that it can maybe help her more. Brandon starts to protest, and Walter Nett tells them that the only that only those who risk going too far find out how far they can go. Mm. So Brandon gives her another dose. And then suddenly Olivia starts to reach critical heart rate and her blood pressure drops and she looks like she's in distress. We see from Olivia's point of view, water whooshing and her kind of being lifted out of the water and she wakes up in a gift shop, wet and in a white nightgown or hospital gown. She's in New York. We haven't got to that part. Oh, okay. She is in a gift shop and honestly, you don't really see where she's at except you see all these little figurines that say, I love New York and all this stuff. She sees, uh, she drops this, uh, what do you call those? Snow gloves. Snow gloves, yes. Mm -hmm. And it breaks and this little boy sees her (laughs) and she looks at the little boy and when his mother calls him and says what she's, you know, asks him what he's doing, he looks back and she's gone. We see Brandon pulling Olivia out of the water tank and Walter looking on real anxious. And she says, I got, I went somewhere. I went somewhere. I went to a gift shop and I saw a little boy. Walter is kind of grinning, looking really excited. And Olivia is kind of looking nervous. and like, oh, hell, something is really going on. Okay. Okay. And after the commercial break, uh, oh, this is Sister Jay. So after the commercial break, then we see Olivia is at home. And she's studying this file on Joshua, uh, Joshua Rose and his brother, um, Matthew, but mainly Joshua Rose because, you know, he's the bank robber and stuff. And Peter appears to her at home. And of course, she thinks she's hallucinating. So she pops another one of those red pills. And Peter tries to tell her that, you know, she has crossed over to the other universe before and that that is why Waltonette needs her. And Olivia is kind of pretending that she does not see or hear Peter, and she's just kind of going on. And somebody comes to the door, and it's uh, so she gets up to go answer the door while Peter is still talking, and it's her mother. And um, her mother, you know, she greets her mother and stuff, and she was supposed to meet her mother. Her and her mother were supposed to go uh, have lunch that day. And, and, of course, Olivia says, oh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I forgot all about it and everything. And she begins to tell her mother that she's tired and everything. And, and all of a sudden, then Peter interrupts her and he's talking to her and, and he's telling her about this, uh, how he knew twin girls, these two twin girls. And he says, I knew them in high school named Nina and Gina. He says one was really smarter than the other, but they both managed to get straight A's. And then Peter looks at Olivia says, I'll give you one guess how they did that. And so Olivia's not paying attention to her mother. So her mother's, Olivia, you know, what's up? So Olivia is trying to, you know, kind of talk to her mother and stuff. But all of a sudden, uh, after Peter says that, she jumps up and says, I'm sorry, Mom. You know, I have to go. There's something I have to do. Uh, Please lock the door, you know, when you leave. And she rushes on out the door. And, of course, her mom's looking like, "Uh uh-oh, something's wrong with her. So Olivia rushes to Broyles' office and she tells him that she knows that Joshua and Matthew switch places. She says that's the only explanation because they are twins and it was Matthew who they uh, who was actually encased in the amber, not Joshua like they thought. <clears throat> the next scene we see, Matthew is at the French division and he's in one of those interrogation rooms and he's being tested. And uh, they're doing a retinal scan on him and... Lincoln uh, declares that, okay, 
the test shows this is actually Matthew. So Olivia says that, hmm, well, the twins must have switched places again. So she goes into the interrogation room and she confronts Matthew about, you know, what did I ask you yesterday when I saw you and all this stuff? And Broyles is out. <laughs> Broyles is looking at her like, okay, she's kind of losing it. And so when Matthew kind of answers her correctly, she says, oh, they must have talked to each other. And, and he told you what I said. And so Broyles makes Olivia go out of the room. And while they're out in the hallway, he said, okay, look, we cannot hold him any longer. He's really Matthew Rose. So, you know, we, we're we going to have to let him go. And Olivia is getting all upset. And she says, look, I just have a hunch that they switched. And, you know, Olivia storms off mad because Broyles says, I can't keep him on a hunch. So they're going to have to kick him loose. So Broyles, about that time, he's told that he has a visitor. And so when we see Olivia stomping down the hall during one direction, then Broyles goes upstairs. So we know the interrogation rooms are downstairs. And he sees Olivia's mother. And she says, well, you know, I don't know if you remember me. He said, well, of course, you know, I do and everything. And so she's there. She's telling Broyles that she's worried about Olivia because uh, Olivia is, you know, getting a little too stressed out. She's having too much stress at work. And then we see Olivia is at him a candy machine and she's banging the crap out of this candy machine because it took her money. But it didn't give her no candy. And so Lincoln walks up to her and says, okay, okay, look, look. And he tells her that somebody bought materials that were needed to break into the vault. But somebody bought those materials recently. And so he's handing Olivia this little, look like an iPad, where it's got all the information on it. And about that time, Broyles walks up and Olivia gives him the report. And Broyles says, good work. And he gives it to Lincoln. He gives the pad to Lincoln and says, Lincoln, you take Charlie and y'all go check it out. And Olivia looks real irritated because, you know, it's, it's her case. And so she's saying, what about me? And he says, go home. You go home. And she looks real perturbed, you know. Yeah. Then we have a commercial break. And next, when we come back, we see that Joshua is at the house and he's answering a call, a, a telephone call from Matthew, who says, okay, they know. So Matthew was calling to let Joshua know, okay, they know that, you know, we twins and we switched and everything. They figured out that I was the one in the Amber and you were not, but, you know. And so uh, Joshua was telling Matthew, okay, look. If you're not being followed and everything, don't come home. Go run some errands. Go get a cup of coffee. Do something. And give me a couple hours and, and I'll get everything all straight. And uh, uh, and so, you know, when he hangs up the phone, then Matthew's wife, who's there, you know, they, they have pretended that Matthew, Joshua was Matthew all this time. She's kind of fussing at Joshua and telling him, look, the only way this is going to work is for you to turn yourself in. Uh, otherwise, they're going to be hunting down, you know, Matthew forever. And so Joshua tells her, oh, look, I know what I got to do. You know, just just chill. I'll take care of it. Back at the Fringe Division, Olivia has went over, rather than go home like she was ordered to do, she went back to Fringe Division, and she's asking Agent Farnsworth to calculate where in the world would Joshua Rose strike another bank if he wanted to, j just for the sake of argument, if he wanted to. And, you know, then she's telling him, well, but assuming that Joshua did not want to harm anybody else, where would he choose? And so uh, Agent Farnsworth comes up with three different bank locations. And so she says, great. And she goes to check out those 
bank uh, uh, locations. Next, we see that Joshua Rose is at Riverdale Bank, and he has, <coughs> excuse me, went down the side of the Riverdale Bank building, and there's a subway station or an alley that leads to uh, uh, one of the subway stations there, right, uh, right uh, on the side of the bank. So he goes down there and goes to the alley and goes uh, and is tunneling through the back wall. And he's got this little device that he's affixed to the to the wall and everything. And that's how he's going to break into the to the bank vault. And then up on the street, we see while that's going on up on the street, we see that Olivia has arrived in her car and she's just going to the door, checking the bank and everything. And she notices that it's locked. But as she's kind of walking around to the side of the building, you know, there's this gate that's supposed to have a lock on it that leads down to, to that alley, which I think was an old subway uh, uh, station, but it's not useful anymore because that bank is there. And she notices that the lock on that gate is broken. So she goes down there, got her gun drawn and everything. Then, then we see that Joshua has put this little device uh, 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 up against the wall. And what it does, it causes a molecular destruction of that particular matter, which is the concrete wall. And so we see that there's a big old hole in it and that we see the wall starts to pulsate, 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 and we know it's, it's disintegrating, so Joshua's going to get in. So then we see Olivia, she's walking down that long alley, and when she gets to the wall, she sees that there's a, a hole there. And she sees all the equipment set up and everything. And as she's looking at the hole, it looks like she's going to maybe get closer to it so she can maybe go into it. Then Joshua comes up behind her and conks her on the head. Uh, well, no, he doesn't conk her on the head. He, he injects her with her. something. No, he tases oh, her. Oh, okay. He uses a taser. That's why she's out. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought he put, he had a shot or uh -huh. something. Okay. Now back at Fringe Division, then Broyles has learned that there's a breach at the Riverdale Bank. And as he's ordering the people, you know, to assemble and we're going to the bank, Adrian Farnsworth says, well, there's a 79% uh, probability that the breach was caused by Joshua Rose. And so she says, Olivia was right. And so, uh, Bros is saying, what? And, and so she kind of tells him, well, Olivia had me calculate where Joshua Rose would hit and everything. So you can tell Bros is a little irritated, but you know, he's kind of happy too, because at least she's there. So. They go, they rush to the bank. In the meantime, we see that Matthew, Joshua's brother, has arrived at the bank and he finds Olivia laying on the ground, passed out. So, and, and about that time, uh, Broyles and Lincoln and Charlie and, and, and the whole fringe division, they've gotten there and they're setting up those amber canisters, getting ready to amber the whole, whole area. And so Charlie wants to go look for Olivia, but Broyles says, you know, no, we need to contain this right away and everything. And, and we have to contain the, the entire block. We're going to have to amber the entire block. And Lincoln says, okay, look, just give us five minutes. And Broyles says, okay, you got three minutes. And so they, Lincoln and Charlie, rush down in that little alleyway and stuff and looking for Olivia. Now, inside the bank, of course, Matthew has confronted Joshua. And he's trying to tell him, look, man, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do it this way. And uh, while they're standing there discussing it, sort of, <laughs> uh, Lincoln and Charlie find Olivia and they, you know, scoop her up and rush her out the building. And Joshua's trying to tell... Um, his brother, Matthew, he says, look, until they believe that they have me, they will never, ever stop. So you got to You got to go. I cannot turn myself in. Uh, uh, that's just not going to work. So you're going to have to get out and I'm going to go into the amber. And about the time. 
Oh, go ahead. And then they, he also says, and if they know that you are the one in the amber, right, they'll experiment on you. They'll for the experiment rest with of your you life and he for says, the rest of your you life because actually. He dug out of the amber and he's alive. Right. I mean, he's living. So anyway, okay. So Matthew, of course, is shocked that, you know, Joshua's going to allow himself to be cased in, in, in the amber. And of course he's sad too, but, you know, Joshua does, uh, or Matthew does understand. So Joshua steps back a few steps and trips this alarm. So these gates come down. So therefore, Matthew can't get in that room either. So he has no choice but to run on out. So he runs out the hole. Just as that amber smoke is starting, it's really a cool scene. Yeah. That amber smoke is starting to, you know, amber up everything and encase the whole bank and the block and everything. And and uh, Matthew gets out of the whole area, the whole alley area, just in time. And we see Joshua, he's all encased in the amber. Poor thing. Now, Broyles begins uh, outside after everybody, the French division is, is um, you know, standing around. Olivia's being checked by the paramedics and stuff. And Broyles begins to scold her about, you know, how many protocols th that she broke that evening. But he tells her, good work, you know. And so Broyles kind of stares at Olivia, Olivia as uh, she's walking over to Lincoln and Charlie and they, you know, start talking to stuff. And that's because, see, we know that Broyles knows that she's the real Olivia. Right. See, an eye on and it. Broyles, well, we'll discuss that. But anyway, yeah. okay. So now, now we're into the very next day. The whole next day, Olivia goes to Matthew Rose's house and tells him that they found his brother and he was caught in the quarantine protocol uh, the previous night at Riverdale Bank. And of course, Matthew says, well, thanks for telling me and, you know, shakes her hand. And Olivia, in a switch, as soon as he shakes her hand, she smiles and she takes out this little bitty patch from her palm of her hand. And she tells Matthew, okay, look, I got your DNA. Now, I bet you the lab could tell me, test this and determine that it came from a man who just spent four years encased in amber. And, of course, Matthew's looking all shocked and everything. But uh, about that time, his little son comes up and interrupts him and says, Dad, Dad, you know, Mom wants you to put the steaks on the grill. And Olivia kind of looks at the little boy and everything. And, of course, the dad says, okay, tell her I'll be right there. And she decides, I think, not to do anything. So she tells him, okay. Have a nice day, and you can consider this whole investi investigation closed, which is good. So he kind of stares at her for a minute, and then, you know, he, he he closes the door on her. And as Olivia is walking back to her car, then, of course, Peter appears to her and tells her that... <laughs> he tells her, well, now, you know why you let Matthew go, don't you? It's because she understands what he's going through, because she's kind of going through the same yeah. thing. So Peter says that Matthew was trapped in the amber, just like you're trapped over here. And Olivia, of course, is trying to pretend that she don't see him. And so she goes and opens up the car and gets in the car and, 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 uh, uh, gets into the driver's seat. And Peter appears in the front passenger seat and he's still talking to her. And he says, look, the only difference is that nobody is going to save you. Only you can save yourself. So Peter tells her that he is inside her head and he knows things, which means that she knows things too. And that things about the other side. And Olivia, you know, she's kind of scoffing. And she finally says, oh, like what things? And Peter says, well, that on the other side, the Twin Towers have fallen. Your sister's name is Rachel, and, and she's still alive. And, and your little niece, Ella, she is alive. And she turned seven years old today. Today's her birthday. So Olivia says, there's no way to prove it. And Peter says, yes, there is. So the next scene we see, Olivia goes back to the Department of Defense, the lab, and she's asking Brandon 
to put her back in the tank. And while Olivia is in the, uh, uh, so he does, and while Olivia is in the, the isolation tank and she's all hooked up to the wires and everything, Walternet comes into the lab. And Brandon is telling Walternet that Olivia has some kind of dormant chemical in her brain and it's been there since she was a child. And Walternet looks at the screen and says, hmm, it's some kind of synthetic compound. Of course, we know what it is. Yeah. Cortexafan. But anyway, so all of a sudden, and, and, uh, um, uh, we see that Olivia, uh, Olivia, of course, you know, the water starts swooshing and everything. And, and a critical level. Critical or... level and all the instruments start alarming and everything. And Olivia is shot back into that same store, that gift shop in New York City, in our universe. And this time, she's looking around and she takes the time to look around and she looks out the window. The Twin Towers are gone. She's looking at postcards that says something like, we'll, and, always, remember. we'll always remember and stuff like that with the, with the Twin Towers. But this time, she goes to the telephone and she dials this number. Now, she already knew the number, see? So she dials the number and, of course, um, little Ella answers the phone. And when little Ella answers the phone, Olivia says, Hi. That's all she ever says. And so uh, uh, her little niece says, Aunt Liv, I knew you wouldn't forget my birthday. And then all of a sudden, Olivia and the room begin to shake and everything. And she's back into the isolation tank because Brandon has pulled her out. And Walternet is standing there hopeful and, and he's asking her, what happened? And Olivia lies and she says, nothing. All she saw was black. And Walternet frowns. I mean, he looking mean, and he just walks away. That's the end. Woo, that was a good episode. I really like the episodes on the alternate universe. I do too. The part, this is the part I like the best about this whole episode, and that is that we got an explanation and to see how it actually works of the amber, of that protocol. Yes, yes. Because before we had seen that little right. oh. We got to do the protocol and, and the canisters and stuff. Yeah, but we didn't know what and everything. But well, that's how they, they, Contain they those breaches. control or they think that they're containing all the yeah all the breaches. So well, I thought that was it's great. Obviously true because when uh, Charlie and them pull out that iPad, yeah, and are watching that old footage. I mean, the yeah. big hole swallows up part of the helicopter of this whole area. So mm -hmm. apparently on that universe, whenever this stuff happens, yep. it is catastrophic and they and it real it will tear up a bunch of a bunch of stuff. land. So mm -hmm. it's really lesser of two evils. Let's yeah. let's amber up a mm -hmm. hundred people to save a thousand. And I wanna correct you. Lincoln was not the one that said, you go back and look at that scene and any of our listeners, I, I because Olivia heard the hissing of the gas. Right. And then they all stood there for a second. And then Lincoln said, everybody run. That's because she said something. She said, she listen, says, listen to that. I, that's what exactly what I said. Oh, anyway. It doesn't matter. The point yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, it does. Because the other Olivia does not have that ability. Because if you recall, Olivia could hear stuff. Like, other people could not hear. Right, but she did not say run. He did. Now, she heard it. She said, be quiet, y'all. Let's listen. And then he looked around, and Charlie was sitting there listening. And all of a sudden, he said run, and they all ran. Okay, well, see, I thought... Now, Charlie did attribute it to her because she's the one that said, hey, y'all, we'll hush up real quick. Let's... I hear something. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, the okay. bottom line is she basically saved him because they would have went on talking. Yeah. And... and 
teasing each other and they would have got blown up. Well, and and as it was, I mean, each one of them had uh, uh, cuts and scrapes from all from over. Chapnel. And but stuff, I so. want to say that amber stuff ain't no joke. That is fascinating, though. And that, 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 I like that. What I liked about how they made it so serious is that, you know, that when we first see the scene, you see this big shrine, and there are thousands and thousands of pictures up on that wall. Yeah. So you can see, <coughs> excuse me, see all the people that got stuck in there, and obviously they're not telling people that they can get them out. Well, Broyles had said that the very first amber situation, it was like a... I think it was like a... No, uh, that was Walter. He said oh, it was back in 89. Yeah, and it was like 60-something people then. But right, now but, they do the old block and stuff. Well, because as those breaches get bigger and bigger, depending on how quickly they get there, it gets wider mm-hmm. and wider. Well, but... But Broyles said that they were going to amber the entire block. But the breach was only on that wall of that bank. Right, because they have to amber up the whole area. That's what happened in the opera house. Well, that's true. The yeah, opera they house, the when they ampered that up, that was just the stage of the opera house. They they ampered up the whole place. The whole block. Yeah, you they know? did. They did. They did. The bad part is that, or that obviously no one knew except Walter. Yeah, Walter But the people knew. were Walter alive knows. in there. Walter They're knows. all thinking that he's a, the people are dead, that that's mm-hmm. it, and they're just gone. They're and alive. everybody is shocked, which, which I thought was interesting, mm-hmm. when he told Broyles the people are in suspended animation, and then when Broyles told everyone else, they were all like, what? Mm-hmm. Which means that they were aware that they were in there. What? Weren't they? Didn't he say that they were aware that they were engaged no, in there? No, that's what the wife said of oh, the husband. okay. Because they've never gotten anyone out before to know what they that's think it. Now, about it. Now, another thing so, I thought was really, really interesting is how... They were able to just scan that mold and get a get a picture of well, who it was. When they were at the place and Olivia scanned that dude's face through the amber, mm-hmm. immediately she knew who he was. Yeah, that was cool. So that's really yeah, neat. They can I do like that. that. I like Even with that. a partial print, they were able to mm-hmm. find out just from the face mm-hmm. <clears throat> who he the guy was. Mm-hmm. But that I like seeing all the iPads. I like yeah, that. that was really cool. And the way but, that they're using it. I like seeing yeah. the amber, like you said, and kind of finding out how it works. And I really like the fact that Olivia, our Olivia, is now believing, yeah, okay, I came from the other side. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see it. You can see it all registering now with her. Mm-hmm. Well, Peter, I mean, he's been... Her, her, whatever he is in her mind, mm-hmm. has been saying, okay, get proof then. If you don't believe me, let's, yep. hey, let's prove it. And she did. And so that was when good. she first, when he first had her going into that tank, I was, and he was explaining it to her like, well, you guys should be the genetic match and this and that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, but when she came out that second time, was like, uh, nothing happened. All I he saw looked was at her like, be pleased. I know. I've seen your, but, but your he, heart rate spike but, up. But he looks so disgusted, though. Yeah, because he's Ooh. mad that she's lying. Mm-hmm. You know? He looked really disgusted. So that was that was really a good scene. It was, it was good. That was really a good scene. I yeah. really like mm-hmm. the story with the brothers. Mm-hmm. I, I like that whole storyline. And at first, I was like, what the hell is going on? I couldn't grasp it. As soon as at she first, saw that picture, I... 
I figured, uh-oh. Yep. They didn't switch and places. And it was so sad that, you know, the one brother, of course, was doing all this bad stuff and mm-hmm. causing all these people to lose their lives and families, basically. And, and but he was living his brother's life, basically. I know. Raising the kids and exactly. being there for the wife. But, honey, the wife was pissed. She was <laughs> and, mad. And when he got, she was like, okay, you got to turn yourself turn, in. Turn yourself in. You got to but get up out of here. he did the right thing because they would have experimented on him forever. Well, they would have kept looking for him. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. And that's but when. But, now, if he would have turned himself in, then he would have had to say. I busted him out of the amber. Right. And all that. And. Because Olivia yeah. had already figured it out. Right. So they would have, the whole story would have come out and therefore they would have, yeah, they would have locked Matthew away and experimented on him because he was dug out of the amber and, and he's alive and he's functioning Or well. they, would have, they would have taken care of him so that he wouldn't say anything to get everyone else riled up. Well, they were trying to contain. Right. They would have told the press anything, no. but they would have, they would have put him in one of one of Walter Nett's little labs, and they would have experimented on him, no. Either that or they would have just let him go. Killed him, I mean. I don't think they would have, because they would have wanted to know, okay, what are the effects? What are this? What are that? Obviously, Walter already knew. Well, but... Walter already knew. That's true. He said they're in a suspended state of animation. He knew that when he came up with the uh, Ember. Yeah, that's true. And the fact that the Ember reanimates itself... Mm -hmm. He's really diabolical, he though. Is. Wow. And he acted like he was so upset about the fact that all the people have lost their lives. and mm-hmm. he you know care. He didn't care. He just wanted to make sure that no one knew that he knew all these years people were alive in that amber. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that Broyles in the alternate universe, though, yes. don't you think that he's kind of, even though Walternet yes. is his boss and stuff, he's kind of questioning because this, uh-huh. is, this is like the second thing that... That Walternet has told Broyles after the fact. Like, yeah. the people in Amber are really still alive. They just in suspended animation. Because mm-hmm. he looked real shocked. Like, what? Yeah. What? You know. All these thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of people. And, you know, he really doesn't like the fact that putting his his team with with the real Olivia. Because, because uh, from his point of view, she's unstable. However, but he's going to... Uh, uh, yeah. Wow, that's another... Right. But I think he's... He, he's beginning to look at her like, okay, you know, she she can be really helpful because she she saved them. Well, yeah, but I think he still doesn't trust that she's doing stuff correctly. And that's that true. He doesn't trust having someone who's not his Olivia or their Olivia there. That's true. So he's still keeping an eye on her, but he can't say too much because mm-hmm. that'll tip the hand. Mm-hmm. And he can't say, well, just stay off. You know, and then she goes around it. Because, you know, our Olivia goes around yeah. and stuff. Rules yeah, she, and stuff. Yeah, she does. See. So, and whether that's that other Olivia. Maybe the other, the, the, the fake Olivia, maybe um, her name's Bolivia. Maybe Bolivia doesn't do that. Maybe she just sticks strictly by the book. Yeah, she has, shouldn't have a need to, do, to yeah. not do that. But see, our Olivia, she don't do that. She mm-hmm. she do her own thing. Now, another thing I thought was interesting was um, Lincoln is all healed up. Uh, kind of. He's got some scars. Yeah, maybe a few, but, but I mean, he's all healed up. Mostly mm-hmm. healed up. And I like the scenes. This is why I like, <coughs> excuse me, the scenes in the alternate universe, because I like seeing Charlie, mm-hmm. Olivia, and Lincoln all together. When they're together, they laugh and joke. And they and say everything. stuff. And when they were getting patched up at the doctor's office, yep. and Broyles said, well, all that stuff 
was what he used to break into the banks. And Lincoln was like, hey, I told you, ha, ha, ha. And they were all joking. Well, I that was says, really funny. You know, it's not very attractive to be to be uh, uh, glo- gloating or bragging or something. Or, or mm-hmm. he said something like, you know, bragging's not very attractive or something like that. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, yeah, so I like seeing the scenes with them all together. I really like the fact that when she got conked on the head and they realized she was down in that subway mm-hmm. tunnel, that they were like, look, we, we gotta cannot, go get her. We gotta go get her, whether mm-hmm. the protocol has started or not. Mm-hmm. We have got to go get her. Broyles was like, okay, you know, we go leave her in there or not, because she ain't mine. And if y'all ain't on three minutes, y'all gonna be Amber too. Y'all gonna be in there. <laughs> which they all know from previous episodes, they all know yeah. that that's yeah. a possibility. Yeah. So. so, yeah, that was a good, good episode. That, that, I really liked it. I like seeing Broyles in them tight t-shirts. <laughs> you notice in the alternate universe he never wears the suit he's always yeah. in t-shirts uh-huh. and stuff and same with Olivia and them uh, she wears suits and stuff over on our side but right. there they wear t-shirts and just regular pants mm-hmm. and then even before Peter starts showing up you could tell where she's kind of missing stuff because she was late to work three four times I know I she's know. not taking the right routes mm-hmm to think she forgot all about this appointment with her mom, which mm-hmm. I could see that because she had just been through that big, you know, test, mm-hmm. but just little things like that. And she almost was about to tell that woman, I'm seeing stuff. Yeah. And almost. I was like, when, don't do it. When Peter said, Hey, uh, those you know, twins. I, I knew these two twins yeah. in high school named Gina exactly. and Nina. Exactly. You know, yeah. And I thought that was really good. Uh, like, uh, 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 I had rolled that back though. And uh, to actually catch it, I thought, oh, yeah, see, he's trying to tell her, you know, yeah. Uh, give you one guess how they did Hold that. Up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be telling everything <laughs> too much, you know. Uh, yeah, this was a good episode. Very good episode. Well, we had an email. Okay, cool. Um, around the time that this one aired. Mm-hmm. And it's from Mike. Hey, Mike. He says, hey, sisters, love the recent episode as well as your recent podcast. Here are some thoughts about what else would be great to see in the alternate universe. Hmm. More Henry, like you mentioned. Oh, yeah. We talked about that last time. I, I like that character. <clears throat> I love it. More of Walter and his wife, Elizabeth. Yeah, where's she at? He don't never go home. What it was like in the alt universe past when things started to degrade mm-hmm. and they decided to use Amber for the first time. Mm-hmm. So we kind of see that yeah. in this episode. Well, at least now this episode, we understand what it is and why and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks and keep up the wonderful podcast. Can't wait to hear what you think, Mike. Thank you, Mike, for that email. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's basically all I have to say, really, about this episode. I think so, too. I I feel like it's getting better and better every every week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my favorites so far have been the episodes in the alternate universe, but I think that's because we know that's the real Olivia. Yeah. See, the fake Olivia. Well, I'll tell you another reason why. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I already know what you're going to say. But anyway, but the fake Olivia is very good. Bolivia is good, but I'm getting tired of Bolivia snowing everybody. And all this Peter and Olivia kissing shit. I know. That's why I like this alternate. Well, I like it because we get to see our characters that we love. Charlie. Broyles is yep. less formal. Yep. And I like the fact that he kind of knows something that everyone else doesn't know. I kind of like that. But I want to know where Nina is in the alternate universe. They have, yeah, we haven't seen that. We haven't seen Nina yet. Mm-mm. She Nina might not Stroud. be alive. 
Well, or she may not be in, a prominent a individual prominent in yeah. the alternate universe. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think Massive Dynamic um, exists over there at all. Yeah. So she might not even Or at be... least not at that address. It didn't. It didn't exist. Yeah, because he's... he looked in the phone book. Yeah, they and couldn't find it. Henry anything. looked in the phone book, so yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, if you would like to send us an email or, or give us some comments and feedback about the episode, our email address is sisterspeak at gmail.com. Our voicemail number is 972-692-7341. We are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. And we are both on Twitter at underscore Sister J and underscore Sister K. And we usually tweet during several shows. Not so much Fringe, but um, yeah, uh, we'll probably do that more often. Amazing more Race, often. we Twitter. Uh, Survivor, we tweet. Twitter. Uh, excuse me, tweet. And, and I tweet throughout all kind of different things. Yeah. About yeah. other things, too. So. Yeah. Um, so there's a multitude of ways to reach us, and we would love to hear from you. Yep. That's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time. <laughs>